Hello and welcome to Someone Should Make This, a show where we do the hard part of coming up with great video game ideas and offer them up to the world. My name is Danish. I'm Jeff. I'm Dan. And I'm Matt. Hey, hey Dan's back. I'm back. And I remember it's always fun to go when Dan's before, back. before Matt went. Good job. I was I watching you. I was watching your eyes. There was some uncertainty. There, there was, was a little, <laughs> little delay, like maybe imperceptible to your average yeah. human being. But All I did is I watched Matt's camera and he started to roll his eyes a little bit. And then I went. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my cue. <laughs> oh, God. That's, that's awesome. Um, we've, been, we've been playing uh, It Takes Two. And... Uh, Everyone's raving about this game, and it's it's awesome, and I, I definitely want to talk about this. Uh, who else have here has been playing it besides me and Dan? Okay, Matt is raising his hands in the audio <laughs> media. I was like, how did you want us to respond to that? I will almost raise my hand just for the jokes. Um, and and Matt, who are you playing it with? Uh, Kelsey, uh, okay. the love of my life. <laughs> I know that. Well, that's, I don't that know makes why it different. That. No, no, that's that's a thing because Mindy and I are thinking about playing it uh, when we kind of roll off what we're currently playing. But it's like, do we want to play a game about divorce? Yeah, for context, <laughs> this game is kind of about divorce. Yeah, um, me and Dan have been bickering the whole time while playing yes. it. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's. A, this game is fantastic. Like we're pretty early still. We only beat like two bosses, which is like I don't know. We we'll played an hour, maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not particularly like uh, depressing at the moment. Although there's it, it kind, of, kind, of, kind of rushes past the stuff. Like the it starts off with the parents like I guess we got to tell our kids, and then <laughs> the weirdest scene where it's like. Your your dad and I are going our separate ways, <laughs> like, and then the kid that, just leaves. Like the kid the processes like, that okay. one statement <laughs> and says like. I understand what's happening in my family. I'm going to go to my room and just like yeah, exits and cook up a magical spell to right. kick all um, this on. So it doesn't get it. Well, I, I haven't finished and yeah. I will say I, I feel like we're pretty close to the end. It, it hasn't gotten dark in the way that you probably think mm. I'm saying it'll get dark. And I don't want to say anything more than that, okay. but I do think it would be pretty ballsy if, the game ended and they did get a divorce and the, I, the, the takeaway was like, some people just aren't meant to be together yes, and that's I, fine. I think Dan, that'd be I, awesome. I, I'm Dan, I, I said you, I said this exact thing to you. Didn't I, did I not? You did. To me? And I, re- no, oh. to me, to me as, as my, as we were playing. Husband, yeah. You said like, maybe we, maybe we're just not meant to be, meant to be together. And that's the moral yeah. of this story. And I, I do not accept that. I will not accept that. We are staying together through thick and through thin, even if we have to murder that Antonio Banderas style book that I, keeps talking to us and scaring if the we hell both, out of us. You know what? If we both murdered it, uh, I think that would bring us together. You guys yeah. hate the book too, right? Oh, oh yeah. it's awful. Why is he in the game? Fuck that well, book. He, it's so here's annoying. The thing, it, doesn't, it doesn't save it, uh, but the fact that the characters also hate him helps a little bit because every yeah, time but it's he... also like it's that, like that's... the writer knew this character yeah, no i know right I know. right they're they're writing in an excuse for the thing they're writing it's it's i don't yeah. think that's good writing i'm gonna no, say I that agree. right i'm up just on saying top here. I'm, I'm just saying imagine two scenarios one where the book shows up and the two characters are like hey our favorite book <laughs> <laughs> like so that okay. would be worse than yeah no you're right you're right reflecting what we're saying but i still, don't know though because there are moments where the main character is like, ah, oh, that fucking book. Like, they don't, they yeah. don't swear like that hard. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> that's the idea. And I'm like, they knew then. And, and like that, yeah, honestly, it frustrates me more. <laughs> maybe it's maybe there's a story point. Maybe they do bond through the trauma of murdering and hiding the body of this book. <laughs> yes. Well, it wouldn't be super out of character for this game. 
Actually, you know what? I, I know what... I think I got it spoiled for me. I know what Matt's referring to now that I think I, about you it. You probably do. It was in yeah. some reviews. Um, yeah, yeah. Speaking of reviews, I, I read one that was, that was talking about how, oh, man, this game really could have benefited from somebody who told them to cut certain things that drag on for too long. And I I haven't gotten to a single segment that lasted more than like 10 oh, minutes. It's like pretty yeah. fast paced. We, oh, two, yeah. I was two very bosses surprised in an how fast paced it was. Yeah. 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 Like it'll introduce a new thing and it'll, it'll milk it a little bit, just like just enough for you to like kind of feel like you've gotten everything out of it. And then it moves on to a brand new mechanic. So I don't know how like, yeah, yeah, I agree. It, it, it's like if you don't like this one, just play for ten more minutes. There'll be a new one. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah. the the co op mechanics are some of the best I've seen in, a, in any yeah. sort of co op game. They're like clever. They don't they don't drag them on too long. I don't feel like, and they like make them more and more complex in the best possible way. Yeah, and the intersection of them too. Like, um, the, so me and Dan, we the big section we finished was the hammer and nail. You know, near the beginning. Oh, I love that one. And, yeah, it's really cool and. Just like single player games with a single ability, uh, they find really cool ways to tweak it and like use it in new ways. But they do it with co-op, where the intersection of those abilities is also becoming like new and fresh. Uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah, it's great. Have you guys found all of the uh, the the game has these these sort of competitive yeah. mini games? Yeah, scattered. We found throughout. two of them, mm-hmm. uh, and we played both of them more than once. Like both of them, we played and we're like, uh, we got we got to go again. Like. The loser would be like, no, let's do it again. Uh, the loser, uh, Dan, uh, would be like, we got to. Jeez, just call me uh, out like that. Yeah. No, no, no wonder you don't think I'm part of the crew. Have you guys considered some <laughs> counseling for this? We're going to murder a book. We are <laughs> going to murder a book. Right? <laughs> uh, but no, they're fun. They're they're actually, they're so simple, but they're actually still fun. Yeah, they're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did the whack-a-mole one, and we did the shoot the targets versus like smash the targets one yeah whack-a-mole i think has been the best one because there's a level like one player has to it's basically like the shape of a d-pad and one player plays the mole and the other one has a hammer and the the player who's the mole has to choose a direction to pop up out of and then get down before they get whacked obviously and i guess if you can do that that's how that player gets points and then getting whacked the other player gets gets points obviously um that was the one that that had the most like like strategy. Men, like mind game strategy yeah. in it, I think, of all the ones that I've played, where at first Kelsey was like, I was the mole, so Kelsey was just like kicking my ass and smashing <laughs> me, and I started to learn how to like how to bait her into one side and go to the other side. I, I don't know. It was mm. I think that was the best one so far. It's it's a, it does this really clever thing where you don't get points as the mole unless you actually stick out for that's a right. little bit. Yeah, and so, so you, you can pop out quick and jump down, but you don't get a point for you that. don't get points for it. But mm. it does set up your next move. Yeah. So I was like, wondering yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, I, really cool. I finally started winning a little bit when I was golden-eyeing it, and I was just watching the other side of the screen to, to kind of figure out where <laughs> well, Danish was aiming. Why does that help going. you? Why does it help me? Well, not for the, not for the, the whack-a-mole. Whack-a-mole. Not, okay, you're right. Not the whack-a-mole one. Yeah, the one where you're both, like, one person's trying to hit targets with a hammer, and the other one's trying to shoot the targets with a nail, and I can see your reticle. So I can see where you're aiming, and I can go the other direction. <laughs> yeah, he was Goldeneye. Like, get more and targets. then, yeah, so we were saying like we got to set up the cardboard Goldeneye uh, yeah, bl- yeah, yeah. blinders <laughs> in our own separate homes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah, you're taking up. one of the few legitimate, awesome couch co-op games, and you're saying nope, online only. Like, let's split the screen. We don't. I don't want to well, see just, anything. Yeah, just for the uh, more games need games. split screen. That's this is a cold hard fact. More games need couch co-op. It's I'm, I'm excited that to play is this. Fucking true. More yeah. couch co-op games, please. I love that they do split screen, even though it's an online. And like for those who don't know, it's super clever with the way that they 
one person can buy the game, the other person downloads like the friend version, and you can both play the game together in this split screen mode online with only one person having to purchase the game. It's really it's really great. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's a smart smart delivery system. I'll yeah, say that. It, it, it's uh I'm just I'm just impressed that they got that like approved by the publisher. Like it's it's one of those things where it's like, no, you're we're gonna you're gonna make less money. You're gonna get half the money of your player base. You know what I, I mean? Bet that's like, not, I bet that's not true. Maybe not. No, I bet because, they made more sales that way. Because yeah, so people many were people hesitant. Like, I don't wanna we're not gonna buy yeah, two yeah. copies of this right, game. Exactly. No. Because yeah. that's right. that happened with um Super Smash Brothers. Not that it hurt their sales because it's fucking Super Smash Brothers, but on the three DS and the Wii, you could you could use 3DSs to play Super Smash Brothers, um, whatever one it was on the yeah, Wii, actually, but yeah, everybody had to have a copy of the game, which was crazy because that means you would need five copies of the game potentially, right. like it, which is um, insane. I think F Zero for DS, some there was some portable F Zero was the first game that I can remember that you didn't have to have the game to play it. So anyway, but yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. Um, I highly recommend it. I I think it's going to be in many many game of the year conversations um at the end of the year so um now uh, a game that and I, I you know i hate shitting on a game so i'm not going to get into it too much but uh a game that's not going to make my personal top 10 of the end of the year <laughs> is uh, narita boy i hate crapping uh, on games here's um, a game we're gonna crap on but here we go here's the crap yeah, on yeah. section <laughs> um Narita Boy is an, is a really fantastic looking game. Like, wait, I love did the style we talk about this, or did, were you just complaining no, about it in I the was, Discord? Yeah, it I was, was just on the Discord. Oh, yeah. I thought we did this last. We week. we held no. off because none of us had played it yet, and Danish yeah. and I played it. Yeah. Um. There. There's. Yeah. It's. It's a really like. It's all about the vibe. It's super cool. Uh, it's like uh, neon eighties, you know, synth like kind of cyberpunky. I guess it's. It's very very cool. Uh, it's got this extra like screen warp effect that I think is a little too much. So you can luckily you can turn that off. It's all beautiful like <laughs> pixel art, right? Like Excuse it's, me. Um, it's, it's pixel art, but it's not in like pixel art space. So it, like the screen isn't divided into a grid. Like these are these are essentially like paper cutouts, you know, that just are jagged like pixel art, but they have gradients in them. There's bloom. It's not strictly pixels. It's actually amazingly well done i love the art direction on this game it, it's actually i mean i think it owes a lot to sword and sorcery yes uh it's, it's very down. much even the character models have like you know spindly arms and legs it, it's very sword and sorcery that game was the one that kind of like just totally took the idea of pixel art and pushed it further mm-hmm. um i think here, here's what i'll say about it i am going to continue to play it because i think that my problems with it are just the intro hour. I, I kind of feel the like prologue once is the rough. yeah, the prologue is not the good. Danish and, section. The yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only play, the, the only time I ever play it. Yeah. Um, I think that when the game gets going and it's just a lot more action, I feel like it'll come into its own, but um, yeah, it's just one of those games where the, the onboarding is not great. You're, you're immediately on a bunch of fetch quests and it's very easy to get lost. There's no mm-hmm. menu. Uh, there is way too much exposition, way too. I, I don't. I don't even remember the last game that has this much dialogue that doesn't do anything. <laughs> you, you know, you it, could. I'm, <laughs> I haven't. I'm, I haven't gotten past the prologue because I hit what I think is a bug. But because the game is is vague in an almost Dark Souls way, but the world doesn't support that kind of vague um, 
leading. Um, so it ends up being like a huge detriment, like Dan, Danish said, but I either hit a bug or I hit just a goal wall where I can't find where I'm supposed to go or I can, and it's just broken. So I'm stuck in the prologue, but yeah. I would wager that all of the exposition that you have in the prologue. And the thing is, it's mostly text. Like there's, yeah. there's some really nice visual storytelling in this memory section you play through. And I know that's a recurring theme, but the, the text is just so heavy and there's so much style that it makes reading through this text kind of arduous. There's something I'll never forget was the commentary for fellowship of the ring with the, the prologue section of that movie. Uh, they're describing the one ring, all that shit. And the director said, our first draft of this, uh, it lost everybody purely because there was too many names. Yes. We were trying to, we were trying to prove that we knew our shit. And so we would be name dropping left and right. And no, it, it was fucking gobbledygook. And so what they did is they took out all the pronouns or like proper names. Uh, and, it made it so much digestible. That's what this game fails at. There's so much terminology and jargon and names of things. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? So like, that's, I think the, the if, if, if and I think this was going to be my point before I sidetracked myself. Um, but I, I'm wagering that you could cut all, almost all the dialogue from the prologue, scatter it through the rest of the game smartly, and it wouldn't lose anything. But I, I, I can't say cause I'm stuck. Um, yeah. So but the anyway, whole name uh, thing is a common problem. Like you'll see that in, it in, is common. in books, um, you'll see it in films and it's always like, it's always the people that spend too much time building their worlds and not enough time thinking about how they can welcome people into them. Uh, destiny. <laughs> I mean, honestly, solved, I think, I think destiny problem, has but... a smoother on-ramp for the Lord than we should not. Just, we shouldn't do this. We just shouldn't do this. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lore is not story. Uh, moving on. Uh, what is, I don't know what this is in the show notes. Signs of the Sojourner. What is that? Oh, that's a game I've been playing. It's tell, a, us, yeah, about tell it. us about it. It's a game that is on recently released on Switch. It was on uh, Steam prior to this by Echo Dog Games, and we we I put the trailer of it in the um, in the Discord at one point and said, "Hey, it's a game about conversation trees. Obviously, I should be playing this." Hmm. Uh, and it is it is that, but it's 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 more interesting than that because it's basically it's sort of a puzzle game, right? So you have a hand of cards that you play while you talk to another person. So it's one person versus another person, but you're both you're not really antagonists. You're trying to work with them to get to the to the end of the conversation in a way that is interesting to you or that advances your goals. As you talk to new people, you get new cards. And the way the, the mechanics of it work is a, a card has two symbols, one on the left and one on the right. Symbols could be like a circle and a triangle. And in order to continue the conversation smoothly, you need to play that. If somebody played a, a card with a triangle on the right side of the card and you're playing the next card to the right of that card, you have to have a matching symbol. So your left-hand symbol has to match their right-hand symbol for the conversation to continue smoothly. But you have to be aware of the types of symbols they may have in their hand so that the right-hand side of your card is something that they are able to connect with. And like the symbols have some sort of meaning, like triangles are like, you know, uh, emotionally available and like circles are like logical and, 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 re and reasoned. And so different people have different kinds of cards and different kinds of symbols. The cards have different kind of abilities as well. Like one might have 
uh, elaborate as an as an ability. And basically, what that allows you to do is insert the card earlier in the conversation. Be like, hey, let's go back to that and elaborate on that a little bit. And uh, it, it sort of has like a three strikes thing, where like if you if you hit you know three points through the conversation where you you don't connect, then uh, then the conversation doesn't end in the most beneficial way to you. The kind of story is that you're you're part of this caravan of of travelers and you're trying to find goods to sell in your in your hometown. There's there's a lot more to the story than that. Your your mother recently died, and so you're kind of taking up her her role in this town. Um, and it's like the art is amazing. It's like it's two D art, you know, kind of. Um, I don't know. Indie is kind of the best way to just not a great way to describe it, but the only word that comes to mind. <laughs> Um, and I just love it. It's on Switch. It's only like 15 bucks. Uh, it's totally worth playing. And they have a ton of really great little touches in there too. Like, um, for example, one of the powers of the cards allows you to discard your hand uh, and draw a new hand. And if you're hovering over that uh, that card, the rest of your hand, the cards are shaking. Like they're scared because they're going to get <laughs> discarded. Uh, another great touch is one of the characters is a dog. And it's card and you can have a conversation with the dog but it's cards work with all symbols because dogs love you dogs, <laughs> dogs love people so like it doesn't that's matter uh oh, what what you say the dog's gonna love you so um it's 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 really an awesome game and i'm, I'm really enjoying it a lot Sands of the sojourner worth checking out and it kind of ties into one of my possible pitches this week surprise surprise dan has a conversation pitch um but i think i think my pitch uh goes in a little bit different direction than normal but i'll let you guys well, but before we get that, I have a question about Signs of the Sojourner. Yeah. It sounds like they've taken the game of dominoes and turned that into like an emulator for conversations. Is that is that correct? Because if that's the case, like the idea of like matching one side and then leading with another side and, and kind of making a chain that way, mm-hmm. that's really, really clever. That's really clever. It is really clever. And like it's it's really more about the puzzle game aspect of it than the conversation. The conversation is just sort of this um, kind of uh, layer on top of it that gives that puzzle context. Um, but it is very similar to dominoes in that you need to match match sides. That's a great way to look at it. But the, I guess the difference is is uh, dominoes is competitive, and in this case, um, you're you're sort of trying to work with the other person, even in instances where they are actively working against you. Like you want an outcome that's beneficial for you. And so you're trying to, to kind of talk to them in a way that they're going to, they're going to cooperate and they're going to feel like you're listening to them and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's a great um, kind of top layer over this, like what is ultimately a fairly straightforward puzzle game. Yeah, this is, this looks awesome. I've been watching the trailer for it. It's uh, a great style. And I like the idea of it being a puzzle game. Um, Like just describing it, it sounds a little bit like, um, the other conversation deck builder game that came out last year. Um, what was it called again? Uh, Griftlands. Yeah. Uh, but the, the puzzle aspect of it is what makes this really different. So and, yeah, and, it's very cool. I, whereas Griftlands is like definitely competitive. You're always trying to beat your opponent. Um, this one is, is way, way the opposite direction. And it's really is like uh, you're trying to have a conversation with these people. And like, it's, it's super chill too um it it doesn't feel stressful to me in any way uh even though there are decisions that can kind of uh kind of have an impact on the story it 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 feels pretty chill and i've been relaxing while i've been playing it 
That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I meant to check this out on Switch. I think I still will buy this on Switch. It seems like a good uh, just lay in bed before you know before going to sleep. Just have a few conversations and yeah, yeah. it's cool. You can just call me up, Danish. You don't have to be all coy like that. I, I think Dan will not appreciate that. Listen, <laughs> oh. if anybody's playing, it takes two with Danish other than me. I'm talking about Brian Kessinger here. I will hunt you down. <laughs> And, I don't know, tell you to stop, I guess. I'm not that violent of a person. That's, yeah. We have, we have some issues to work on. Uh, all right, let's move on to our pitch for this week. Uh, Dan, what do you got? Okay, I have two possible pitches. All right, let's go through them. Uh, and I'll just give you the quick kind of elevator pitch. Uh, mm-hmm. The first one, as I alluded to before, is sort of reminiscent. Signs of the Sojourner sort of like sparked it, uh, sparked the idea. And it's basically you you are having conversations with other people, um, but you are having to sort through the possible conversations in your head, similarly to like a Wilmot's warehouse, in Mm -hmm. real time to find an avenue that will connect with the person you're talking to. So that's kind of... it's Wilmot's Warehouse, but a memory palace. What the fuck is Wilmot's Warehouse? Yes. So We've talked was, about it many times on this show. Yeah. At least and I think I've asked this question every time. Yep. I'm just me and the audience surrogate. I totally know. I didn't remember. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Amazon game. It's the Amazon, Amazon Warehouse Amazon game. Shipping and receiving squares game. And you're right. It is basically, for this pitch, it's, it's like a mental, it's the mind palace. Yeah. For while you're having a conversation with someone. So that's Wilmot's the, Mind Palace. Wilmot's Mind Palace. That's the quick pitch for that one. Uh, I That one is more fleshed out. I'm going to warn okay. you right now. So I have okay. more ideas for that one. The other yeah. one, uh, have any of you guys been watching Invincible on Amazon? Yes. Okay. Invincible. That's the animated one, right? Yeah. Yep. Animated superhero show. Kind of the quick pitch, is, the quick pitch for the show, <laughs> as well as the game, is basically you're a superhero who just got his powers, you're trying to figure out how to use them without accidentally killing everybody. Yeah. So that's that's a quick pitch for game number two. So which one do you guys want to go and, down? And, that's, and you do not have that. That is the extent out. of my thinking oh. for that game. So if we <laughs> That's wanna... a very Danish pitch. Well, that also, also feels like something done... you pitch, Matt. Is it? I mean, there was a, a superhero VR stuff. superhero game early on in our tenure um, where you had to like do quick changes and there was we were playing on the idea of not having any physical resistance to vr oh yeah you were super strong but you you knew uh, what you were i think you were more trying to hide your superpowers from other people yeah this this idea that you do you like you just got bit by the spider or whatever and you're trying to work out what what is that i mean you see this yeah you see this in like the the you know every origin story where like uh superman is growing up and and uh, you know, he's he's super. You're super strong, and like you try to save somebody, but then when you're saving them, you accidentally break their arm off, yeah, or right, whatever. Right, like, yeah. but, and so the idea of that game would be some sort of way of like trying to dis- trying to use your powers without overusing them as they are growing in in strength right. and, and so on. And so forth. I want to say uh, we have done stuff similar to that enough, and it seems like you're excited about the conversation one. So I would say let's do that one. Yeah, okay. and I, I have I have an idea, but I want to hear more about this first. All right. Well, so my idea here for this this game, which uh, I have a tentative title for, but I, I think I'll. Let's well, Wilmot's Memory Palace. So we figured that out. Well, that's true. Uh, so you you have a you're having conversations with people, 
and you're having and it's in real time. And so you're trying to, quote unquote, win the conversation by making them like you, essentially, at the end of the conversation. This is my life. Well, it it gets dangerously (laughs) close to real life because in addition to being inspired by uh, Signs of the Sojourners, I don't know about you guys, but like uh, when I'm in a conversation at a dinner party like we've been in those in the last year, uh, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of times where like somebody's talking and they'll say something that sparks an anecdote or a question and you have to kind of find the right moment to work it in, right? You can't just interrupt. You can't wait too long or it's no longer relevant and so you're you have to try to find a moment that that works and so this isn't like hey dan have i ever told you the story about how one time i was i was was at a party okay joke's over go on oh you interrupted me see that would be negative in this conversation we're having it would hurt the conversation and thus your chances of winning so the idea is that you start with some some stock number of responses. Maybe it's like, oh, yeah, tell me more. Or like, oh, that's interesting. Stuff like that. And these are represented in a uh, grid, a Wilmot's Warehouse style grid of things. And so as the other person is talking, you can go through your warehouse and find something to use as a response, right? That response could either divert their dialogue to something new. Maybe they don't like what you said and they kind of shut down. Maybe they do like what you said, and it energizes the conversation. Um, so there's a couple of aspects to that. Like one, it's a real-time thing, so you have to move through your warehouse, find the thing you're looking for, and and use it at the right time. So if they're talking really quickly, uh, you might not have as much time to to use it. So for example, another aspect of this pitch is like there's different people that are different conversational styles. Maybe some maybe somebody you're talking to speaks slowly but never gives you an opening like they just they say every <laughs> everything they end with is like uh and so you know what that is like is like blah 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 and so there's just not an op- there's really few opportunities maybe someone is like a child and they like a literal child and they just talk incessantly and never give you an opening uh maybe some of the conversations are on a zoom call and so there's like these weird delays where like you have to you have to kind of like wait for these weird awkward silences to get in there with it but the other aspect of this aside from just like dan dan are you is this a troll because i have become so self-conscious about when i'm going to jump in on this conversation right now (laughs) (laughs) no it's not a troll because (laughs) but that's 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 what the game is is sort of like is like you have to wait for the opportunity so that you're not going to offend somebody but the, i have a i have yeah, a question go okay go ahead i'll get you i'm gonna be raising my hand that was a joke before yeah but I, 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 my hand. I was thinking about raising my hand too i think that's a good system it doesn't impact our <laughs> audience at all but it works for us here <laughs> uh, just to back up a little bit like yeah. you talked about Grif- griftlands versus sojourner and uh, how would you uh, categorize this in terms of competitive versus cooperative well, the it depends on kind of what the rapper is going to be for it. If it's like literally you're at a dinner party and you're trying to be the most popular person there, then it's I guess it's a little bit more like Sojourner where you're not necessarily trying to win. Or alternatively, maybe there's some conversations you're trying to win because they're not giving you an opportunity and you have to kind of like mm. verbally like win in order to even get a get in a word edgewise whereas other conversations it's more com- cooperative <laughs> yes jeff i see that your hand is up <laughs> All right, I, so so there's two things 
this, two things. By the way, raising your hand breaks this game, right? Well, so, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so so yeah. I, I think I have a wrapper, and I think I think the dinner party is too. good. I just um, to oh, expand on it. What if you are the college best friend of a groom? And you arrive at the wedding rehearsal dinner knowing you have to give a speech, but you don't know anybody there. So you have to get to know everybody as, as you go through. And so the end game is giving the speech and being able to connect with everybody who's out there. And the way you do that is through this interface, which in my mind is inside out. Um, like you're watching the conversation through the like big screen and then you're like, you know, Grabbing moving around in the background like and putting everything That's into cool. the output. That's good. Um, and the mechanic is go fish. So um, you guys have all seen 40-Year-Old Virgin, right? Uh, when Steve Carell first meets um, Elizabeth Banks, where they're giving him the advice that he should just, oh, right, just answer in questions because people yeah, love yeah. talking about themselves. And this is a very real thing that everybody does, is that a person becomes more invested in a conversation if the other person is asking them about themselves and is seemingly listening and eager to know more about them. So this go fish idea is like, okay, um, like I have all of these essentially questions. They're just one-off questions, but they all have like a type or like there's a color code or like a, a, a symbol code or something. And so as you're listening to somebody talk, you know, you go up and say, Hey, how are you doing? I'm this, I'm this. And then you maybe hear, a little bit of a conversation they were having before. So, you know, okay, I'm going to go with this, you know, blue diamond symbol. I'm going to put that in my output. And like, that's a question. And I time it right because this is real time. And then I get two little blue diamonds back. And the goal is to get a full set because this is like an anecdote or a fact about that person. And so I have my own stock in my warehouse of things about me. And maybe it's randomly generated at the start of the game or something. So it's, it's, you know, and you could weight it um, in different ways for different difficulties. You know, you could have a lot of, of, you know, um, orange hearts, but those might not be immediately relevant and you have to do a little bit digging a little bit like lighter conversations before you can start shifting things around to complete a set of other people's information. But essentially it's go fish and you're, you're doing this in this real time conversation. So it's kind of abstracting it in that Domino's way. I got my brain thinking that Domino's thing. Um, but I think it kind of works because yeah. That's, that's how conversations good. go. Uh, I think that's very strong and wholesome and positive. And Dan uh, is about uh, to uh-oh. go all the way to left field. Let's hear it. Yes. Uh, you're Hannibal Lecter. And, uh, <laughs> that took a left turn. <laughs> and you are trying to uh, convince people to do horrible things. That, that's that's all. I Mine was... You're at work and you have a bunch of coworkers who don't know how to end a conversation. <laughs> so you keep playing the turn away and stare at your screen card, but they keep talking at your back and the game that's, that's is unfucking winnable. That's 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 I the quarantine. Like- I'm I'm picking up food and the guy behind the counter hasn't talked to anybody in months and now I'm stuck at this Arby's and I can't get out because this guy's talking my ear off. Matt, we're coworkers. Are you trying to tell me something? I have we ever talked at work? <laughs> <laughs> we did we did the first day when we both got hired yeah we got hired on the same day yeah how about that we introduced uh, ourselves uh and then never never spoke ended up on this podcast somehow totally <laughs> randomly it wasn't even i we weren't even we weren't even that close uh matt i love that idea i love it i love games that hate you 
So, so let <laughs> me just, let me, you won't feel alone though. It, it's like this game sees you, you know? Right. <laughs> but, so, you're going so what's the, uh, like, what's the goal? Is it just to leave the conversation? Because that feels much more destructive as opposed to constructive. It's, well, it's, it's meta where like the game won't quit and you have to turn off your computer. <laughs> well, okay. Imagine, imagine you're at work and you're having a conversation with your coworker who sits right next to you. And they're like, Hey, I have a question about this thing that's about work and you are the only person who can help me. And you're like, oh yeah, totally. I'm going to do that. And then Jackass comes up behind you and is like, hey dude, did you watch the thing? And you're like, I told you I never watched that show. And they're like, well, I got to tell you why you need to watch it. And you're like, hey, I was just trying to do this thing. And he's like, yeah, it'll just take a minute. And and oh, and then it so like- to watch. It hurts to watch. <laughs> and so you have to be like, you have to find the right way to let this person yeah. down so that you can get back to the important conversation, but you can't just well, like shut them down instantly. I like, right? I like because, that idea. No, even if it's not a be... work context of like, you're in a, like suddenly you're in a conversation with a five-year-old. This is not contributing at all to your best man <laughs> speech and you need yes. to leave. And so there could be like uh, yeah. ways that you need to like get yourself out of a conversation as well. But there's like ramifications because you're going to be in a meeting with that dude later. And if you're not on his good side, there's, He's There's the brother-in-law. No He's the future brother-in-law. Yeah, exactly. It's. I think this works great with uh, Jeff's thing. Um, I yeah. want to, uh, a really quick aside, tell you a story about, uh, this is like a couple years ago. Uh, me and my friends, we haven't seen each other in a long time. We decided to meet up at a park and play disc golf. And so we're playing. It's cool. We're hanging out, catching up. And then this kid, like, I don't know, 20 something, comes by on his bike and starts like kind of like striking up a conversation and asks us about disc golf. He's like, oh, man, I see people playing this. He's like kind of stonery, like just a, you know, typical loner high school kid kind of. He's like, I heard people, I see people play this game all the time, man. Like, can you tell us about, can you tell me about it? And so we're like, You yeah. want me to tell you about disc oh. golf right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's like, <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. So it's like, and then we kind of, we were being nice and stuff. He's like, do you mind if I like, can I check you guys out playing for a little while? I'm like, sure. <laughs> and so he, um, I'm imagining there's a meter somewhere on screen, the like, this is getting weird meter. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think, <laughs> oh, I think yes. this game is going to be great with meters because I was thinking too, um, you know, this idea of somebody coming up and my gut reaction when a stranger enters me into a conversation that I don't want to be into is to start bullshitting because I, I play this game in my mind where like, how long can I just utter absolute nonsense to this person before they leave? Like before they get tired of it or something. This is maybe this <laughs> I mean, is like sadistic and psychopathic, but this game needs to have goal conversations where like, like let's, let's do, let's go to the, the, the wedding scenario or whatever the reception. And there is a uh, father uh, or mother of the bride, you know, and it's like, you've got to have that conversation, right? Like you've got to talk to her and she's, she's initiating a conversation and somebody else is coming up behind you and stealing you away from that conversation. You are now on a ticking clock where she gives up waiting for this conversation mm -hmm. to end and you need to get out of it. But also like, like we've been saying, you got to let that person down easy. So you can't just fuck around and try to keep this person on the hook the whole time. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I think I'm it, reading. No, I'm no, no, reading what Danish type. This is perfect because <laughs> this is a, this is a perfect example of like awkward conversational flow. Because Danish just typed in our Discord. I wasn't done with the anecdote, but the moment has passed. Brownie face, Sad which, face, which is like, which is which is a perfect example of this game where like you were interrupted. 
you had more to say, but now like the the moment has passed, and so that anecdote, which may have got you more information that you need for your best man speech, is now wasted. I mean, it would it was so funny. You guys would have it would have changed the entire dynamic. Oh, you should and tell it now. I honestly I thought you were that. done. I'm you should tell say it. tell the. <laughs> Hey Danish, how does this? How, what, what happened to that guy who was asking you about the the frisbee golf? The stoner frisbee guy. Well, it turned out he had just escaped from the asylum, and the oh. cops. No, I, that's, what I, a good story. <laughs> well, it's not going to fucking live up to this now. I'm, I'm not going to tell the story. So that's that's no, something just... interesting. This idea of of building something up inappropriately, only to let people down with what it actually is. How do we work I mean, that that's in? that's a thing, though. Right? Like, that is very I, I mean, much a thing. I don't know how much we're going to sit here and deconstruct obnoxious conversations <laughs> through way of our own obnoxious conversation. <laughs> I mean, look, yeah, all the ideas are right here. Just, just, just listen to us and, and, and put it into zeros make, and ones. I, I do have one yeah. other like actual mechanic. Okay, that I yeah, throw please, in there. please pull us out of this death spiral. <laughs> all right, sounds good. So uh, it's Wilmot's, you know, Wilmot's warehouse. You have a variety of things that you can pull from. But as you're in the conversation with someone, you have to listen to them. And if you're spending too much time navigating through your warehouse, what they're saying gets more and more vague and hazy. Oh. And so you don't necessarily hear the thing you wanted to hear if you're too busy thinking about what you're going to say next. Right. Just like that's really good. Life. That's, so that is really good. The, my idea is like while you're conversing, you can like say, oh, that's interesting and put, pull that into your warehouse. And if you're looking for something, you're like, oh. That might have been interesting. I'm going to pull it into my warehouse. It's like <laughs> yeah. a kind of a g- generic version of what they actually said. And if you try to use it again, it could be like, that, that's wrong. That's not what I said. What do you mean? It, it reminds me of uh, the Simpsons um, episode where the Germans were taken over by the uh, the power plant was taken over by Germans. <laughs> and they call Homer in to their office. And they're like, you He's know, of about- course, Homer... We we were, we are Germans. We come from the land of chocolate, and he has the whole land of chocolate dream. Yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry, we were talking about chocolate that was ten minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um. So, what if in in this this warehouse this this inside out interface, um, on the right side of the screen, there's like pneumatic tubes where you're shooting your questions out into the world. So it's it's pretty much instantaneous. You don't have to worry about lining anything up. On the left side of the screen is a conveyor belt of all the incoming information. And that's how you can miss things because maybe there's like a little bit of a grace period. Like maybe they get like um, kind of stopped up, like kind of dammed up at the bottom of the um, conveyor belt. So you have like a last chance to grab them before they like go literally out the other ear. Almost so like a little bit this... of overcooked on top of it. Yeah, thing. actually it's, it's kind of like that where there's just this constant momentum and it's not fast or maybe that's dependent on the type of conversation. Like if you have a fast talker, the information's really coming. Yeah. Or if it's a slow talker there, and you can also dynamically shift this with uh, difficulty levels or accessibility options. But this idea of like this constant flow of information with gaps where you've asked questions. So asking a question then becomes strategic, not just to get information, but also to give yourself a break so you can grab this well, and, stuff. And depending on the type of questions you ask or the type of responses you give that can, excite the conversation for them and so their their conversational flow increases or it could be totally uninteresting to them and they just all the things they say start to peter out how does this game address the close talker 
Mm. <laughs> uh, maybe you have just a general awkwardness bar that yeah, like, yeah, at yeah. any given time is going up depending on the subject matter or the type of person you're talking to. I got I got something that I've been yeah. br- that I've been that has been keeping me from listening to anything that you guys have been saying. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Which is what if you could sort of in your peripheral keep track of other people's conversations and try to Ooh. drag in information from those. Yeah. Um and I'm I'm that's, trying to come up with with a rapper that helps that and the only thing I'm coming up with is, is this sort of like uh toe mater style for some reason you're at a wedding and you have to be nice to everybody but you're also a spy situation. So you're tr- you're trying to you're trying to be nice to everybody because you still got to give that speech at the end but also somebody at this wedding is like an arms dealer so you're 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 talking to the mother of the bride and you're trying to have an actual genuine conversation with her but there's also other people talking about stuff around you so you can sort of pick and choose bits of other conversations to drag in and sort of put the pieces together yeah, I love into, the spy into- thing. I- Okay, so I have an idea, uh, something visual that fits in this this um, paradigm I've set up for myself with this conveyor belt. Maybe the main conversation that you're you're having, um, there's two different kinds of information. There's like the the big chunks of of information that you're collecting. You need to make a set. You need to collect, you know, four of a kind for for a fact or an anecdote or something from this other person. But there's also all these little pieces that are coming in, these little fragments, and on top of that. There are fragments coming in from other conversations, but they're not information fragments. They're actually other questions that you can then put into your output later on. So you can stock up on new questions based on these things that you've you've heard in addition to completing these sets of information. Maybe that. So it's there's almost this weird like Tetris game happening where if you can collect enough bits of information outside of the main conversation, like maybe you can only store so many. Up, um, up at the top of the screen or whatever like mm-hmm. <laughs> like somebody's talking about guns in the background and somebody else is talking about doing deals with some company and if you can grab the right conversations they match in they match into a sort of like a, a story i guess or a mm-hmm. like actual information that then gets stored away as a real talking point for later or like a real clue for later that you can use in some other way what if uh if you leave it on that in that section for too long they start to sort of meld into each other. And then you, it's kind of like <laughs> you, you misremember what you heard. Yeah. And so uh, you go back to a guy. It's like, so I heard you were making that gun deal. And you're like, no, I was talking about a cake, you know, whatever. It's like yeah, yeah. completely screws it up. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, like, like you grab one piece of information that's like, this person is doing something with guns. And so you yeah. store guns up there. And it's like, this person is selling cake and so you put like selling up there and but then you right, right, like, right, after right. a while it, mel- it melts into selling guns yeah exactly, <laughs> Rather exactly. Than, yeah, yeah yeah that's awesome yeah i, yeah, like I that. think there should be like um you know not everybody is important i'm just gonna throw that what out the there fuck? it's it's Dude. true not everybody's important to the end goals of this game at least not everyone's important so maybe you have like 16 pallets in your warehouse and so you're you're prioritizing not just the conversations you're having, but the amount of information. Maybe for mother-in-law, you're going to fill two pallets or three pallets of just her stuff. And you know that like later on, you're going to have to ignore two other people for the most part. But because this is like a management thing, you can 
accidentally put somebody else's information on that pallet with her stuff and now grandma did a coke deal on the corner and that's that's not what happened but that's what you said in your speech well actually that also brings up another thing where like your mental load of you can only remember so many things Mm -hmm. like that's good if you if you have to dump two-thirds of grandma's story uh you accidentally might dump something from somebody else that's actually relevant there's like a there's like a there's like a uh uh, an information shredder in your brain. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. you mm-hmm. can, you can put, you can put a bunch of information in that shredder, but it takes time to shred it up and get rid of it. So in the yeah. meantime, you have to be storing stuff. So if you're right. storing too much shit and you realize, Oh no, I didn't actually want to store this. Or like, turns out all this is garbage until that shredder's done. You have to keep it or you fill out the palette and risk ending up with just like garbage information that doesn't yeah. actually mean anything. I'm like just that- imagining a scenario now where like you started off talking to somebody who gave you a ton of information and you're like, oh man, this is all great. I'm, I'm going to use all of this. And you have like three pallets of information from them. And then you talk to someone else who's like, man, Matt is high as hell. I don't know <laughs> no, what he's talking about. And you have to spend the next like five minutes just shredding all the mad information. Sorting through all the bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but then it turns so out there's two mats and it was the wrong mat you shredded. <laughs> Oh yeah, so like stuff like that is fucking great, and like all like so in my mind, this is now like like a weird mafia wedding or something, and like you're you're like, oh that's perfect. You're you're yeah, like an undercover, wedding. yeah, because undercover some people are like in the family, some people aren't, and like you can't confuse the two because you could let information slip or you could get somebody so, killed. You're trying to get info on the next big score or whatever, but also you are you you are so beloved throughout this family that you're the best man. You are such a good undercover cop, you guys. Yeah. So you so you have to like you all you have to give a good speech at the end of it. They're gonna know something's up, but you also have to gather all this information. Yeah. That is the perfect fucking rapper. And yeah. you like, have yeah. to work in the code word so that the people listening to your wire know to storm the building at the right time. <laughs> oh man. This is amazing. I'm I'm very happy. Interrupting cow. Yeah, I was waiting all all the what you say the whole time to say. There's this cow. there's this dumb joke that kids do anyway. Yep. And Jeff's Jeff's do it too. I did just do it. <laughs> I mean, when when you were talking about how you love to spew bullshit, I was thinking like, is he always trying to get rid of us? Yeah, this, <laughs> how how often does he do this? <laughs> My name's not even Jeff. I've been trying to correct you guys for a year. Uh, well. Someone should make this. This is amazing. I think someone should make this. Someone should yeah. make this. Yes. Well done, Dan. You actually somehow made a, yet another conversation game, but but it's, be unique. And, it's and a little bit different, but, right? But everyone should yeah. play Signs of the Sojourner because that was the, the inspiration for it. And yeah, that game is actually great. one that exists. Yeah. Awesome. Let's move on to Recos. Uh, I want to start off because I took Matt's Reco from last week or the week before, and I saw Shin Godzilla. And so that movie fucking is good. fantastic, fantastic. Um, I, I'm gonna. I kind of said this on Twitter, but I want to say it here. Is like when that movie came out, it was like I think the year after uh, the U.S. Godzilla reboot. Reboot. Um, people were saying like, "Oh, Shin Godzilla is the one you should watch. It's awesome." And I was like, "I didn't." I was like, "Yeah, okay, I believe you. I'll watch it." But when someone says a Godzilla movie is awesome. You think it's the I, you same think of thing. it's like the same thing, but just like a good version of it. Yeah. Uh, it, not until Matt really laid it out and said, like, no, this is actually about the bureaucracy of the city dealing with a giant monster. I was like, oh. And so I watched it, and I was like, man, this is awesome. This is the kind of movie I love, where it takes uh, everything seriously. It thinks everything through. 
the ramifications that you don't think about usually. And then on top of all of that, uh, what it does with the mythology of Godzilla itself, like the biology of it, similar to like the way, uh, you know, the alien life cycle works. Like it's so good. It's so original and so cool. So man, I absolutely loved Shin Godzilla. Did you have any, uh, anything else you wanted to add? It's, to, about to Shin Godzilla, sell it. it's, yeah. it's I, I mean, I, I gave this was this was my reco yeah. some time ago. It's, it's just man, I, I knew I loved it during that that first scene where Godzilla shows up, and it just like it's like every every other minute of that probably 10, 15 minute section of movie surprised me in ways I just like like never thought yeah. a Godzilla movie was capable of surprising me, and I like I I cannot. I don't want to say more than that because it's just so right. weird and different and cool and God, yeah. what a what a rad movie. I mean, imagine uh, it's like the metaphor, man. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist. Um, it, it's uh, if you think about like if you were in charge of the city and you like okay, you need to stop Godzilla. You've tried you tanks. Do? Like, you've tried like, planes. Really like, what, think about that shit. Yeah, what would you do? Like. You can't shoot it. What they came <laughs> up with is genius. Uh, so anyway, yeah, a lot of awesome stuff. In that. Um, anyway, that's not my record. That was just a response to Matt's record, which was really cool. Uh, mine is um, <laughs> <laughs> another uh, couple movies real quick. One is The Dawn Wall, which that movie Free Solo came out a few years ago, which is awesome. Uh, I saw that in IMAX. And it was like one of the coolest things. It was I would terrifying. shit myself in IMAX. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Free Solo that is movie. about uh, uh, the guy who wants to uh, climb El Capitan without any gear and like free solo it and at the risk of falling to his death if he makes a single move, you know. So it's very focused. It's awesome. The Dawn Wall is kind of a prequel to that about a different guy who appears in Free Solo um, climbing the same mountain, but in a different path that's never been done before. Um, but the thing about that is if Free Solo is very focused about this one thing, Dawn Wall is about a lot of things. And it's excellent. I, I was pretty blown away by it. So check that out. I think you can find it on Netflix. Um, the other real quick one is I showed my kids the Mighty Ducks, uh, which I hadn't seen since I was a kid. And oh, you're talking really, about the original one. The original one. Because the new they have a new Disney Plus show. Yep, yep. And we're like, hey, we should watch the old one. Uh, and just like Honey, I Shrink the Kids is a movie I hadn't seen since I was a kid a long time ago. Totally holds up. It's great. So check that out. Uh, Matt, what do you got? I have a YouTube channel. What? Yep. Right? Uh, so this this one's this one's a little weird because I've only watched like two of this dude's videos. Uh, his name is Steve, I guess, Mold, M-O-U-L-D. Uh, I don't know how else you'd pronounce that. I'm going to say Mold. Uh, it's, it's science stuff, uh, and it's kind of a lot of... You know what you kind of expect from a science channel where they they talk about weird little bits of science that you probably hadn't heard of or known about. And he's just, you know, he's a very good talker and all this and all that. Um, but I, whenever I do these these YouTube recos, I try to have a specific video that like really mm. sold me on it. And this one is a video called I Can Twist My Eye Around Its Pupil and So Can You. Oh. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. So if Good. you imagine looking dead into somebody's pupil and the pupil turning, you know, like, like a clock, like a clock. Yeah. What? Um, Jesus. Wait, I can yeah, do this? You can fucking do this. Um, so basically it's 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 how your eyes adjust to things at different distances um, and like kind of a. 
You, oh my god, it's crazy! You're doing it right now. I can't believe it. No, no, it's uh, it's it's an involuntary thing that your eyes do to keep those sorts of things in focus and show you depth more. Um, but the 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 coolest part about this one of the one of the coolest lines that he has in the in the episode, and it was kind of a throwaway line, is he's talking. He starts talking about when, like, way back in our evolution, when our eyes were more on the sides of our heads because we weren't predators at the time. We were hmm. more getting fucked up. Um, <laughs> when, when an animal's eyes are on the side of its head and it, and it tilts its head forward, the eyes will rotate like that to keep, uh, Whoa. like level with the world so they can easier, like understand what they're looking at rather than like, it would be super disorienting every time you put your head down if you if their eyes didn't do that. Hmm. And he mentions that there have been people who have like taken trauma to the head and sort of like reverted back to this stage where, and every time that they just tilt their head forward, their eye will rotate in that way. Oh, um, really weird stuff. Um, and then he actually goes, he he'll show you like how he makes his eyes do that. And it's, it's not that big of a, that big of a deal, like how he does it. It's actually not that crazy. And he's just, he's like, yeah, if you have something in front of your eyes and you rotate it and you're focused on it, your eyes will just do that in order to sort of like maintain focus on this rotating object. Um, and he puts a camera in front of his eye and he rotates it around and you can just see his eye doing it. It's super fucking weird looking. And if, if oh eye stuff God. grosses you out, maybe that's not the episode for you, <laughs> but uh, yeah, super cool stuff. Uh, you know, just another one of those sciencey good talker guys that I love to watch. Uh, love sciencey good talkers. It's yeah. So good. St- Steve mold. Hope, like I said, I've only watched two episodes. Hopefully he doesn't have an episode that's like vaccines are bullshit or something like that. But I don't, <laughs> I don't think he's that type of guy, so I yeah. don't know. If, if he ends up being weird, I guess I'll mention it later, but so far, so good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> correction. On Correct. last week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> sciencey good talker. Actually, not good uh, talker. Storm Chinko. of the Capitol. Not that sciencey. Um, awesome. Uh, Dan. All right. Um, so obviously, Science of the Sojourner, go play that. That's awesome. Um, but I've, I'm also uh, watching on the Apple TV Plus service whatever it's called for all mankind and it's yeah. it's in its second season right now it's really good it's basically uh historical fiction um and this is in the first episode so i don't think it's really a spoiler it's kind of the premise for the whole show but basically it's during the apollo, the apollo program jimmy and i program uh and it's what if russia got to the moon first uh oh shit yeah and so that's in the first episode and then it all spirals from there um and it, so it has a lot of it has a lot of moments in history that are that actually happened, um, but then it also obviously has a lot of of made up. I mean, it's mostly fictional, um, but it, it's definitely got a lot of touchstones in actual history. Um, or is it, Dan? Duh, pretty sure it's fictional. My wife who works at NASA seems to think so, or is telling <laughs> yeah, me so. At least she's in on it. Could be in on it. But she like, her and Stanley Kubrick are are pulling the wool over her eyes. Whoa. But they use a lot of like footage, uh, I assume CG footage for the most part of like former presidents and like even like Johnny Carson's interviewing one of these astronauts and stuff like that. And so, That's cool. But they also mix in real events with it to, to kind of ground it. So it's yeah. great. Uh, it's in, Season two is going on right now. It's a weekly like every Friday show. Um, totally worth checking out. Does season two ha- – I mean, I'm interested in how they continue the story. Is it like a new set of problems or like a new arc? Or is it just more like the story just naturally goes? Um, it's, I mean, it, it definitely spirals into fiction, like pretty, 
quickly. Like the yeah. early episodes are more grounded in reality. And then, like I said, they sprinkle more real events throughout to kind of inspire things. But like, it's pretty far afield pretty quickly. So, um, yeah. it, it, you know, now they're dealing with problems that are, were never real problems at, at all, uh, that NASA right, 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 has right. dealt with. So, yeah. Yep. Very cool. That's awesome. Uh, Jeff, Very what cool. do you got? Yeah. So I, I had a conversation with, uh, with some friends at work this last week about, uh, like studio culture stuff about, um, you know, just fun things that generally happen at the workplace and Halloween came up. And so these recommendations, like any good speech is going to end with a call to action. And I want all of us, myself included, our listeners, everybody to make this fucking Halloween in six months, the best fucking Halloween ever. Now that we're all out of this pandemic and to start building their cosplay, grab your craft knife, grab your foam and contact glue. I am so excited about Halloween this year and I understand it's the middle of April, but believe me when I say now is the time to start planning and to start working on something amazing. I, I, I really want just the world to like really go fucking nuts this Halloween. And Descend I'm thinking into about chaos. it right now. Everybody <laughs> yeah. dressed up as Russian astronauts on the moon. I'm going yeah. as Matt, Matt, Matt Pearson this year. <laughs> That's crazy oh, as shit. Damn. Um, I, I last uh, last Halloween during the pandemic, I put up a giant sign in my yard saying, oh, yeah. "Sorry, no candy year this year. Uh, twice the amount next year." I'm going to go even more than that. Like twice is what's advertised. I'm going like three, four times as much. Like yeah, you're going to lose your mind as how much also, candy you're going to get in my house. So do the full size. Oh no, I'm saying oh, yeah. I'm talking about two full sizes. Damn, that's a that's what I'm thinking. Four times the candy. Yeah. yeah. You better start buying now to make sure nothing sells out. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Listeners, start buying your full-size Hershey bars. So that it expires by the time... Yeah, uh, as a, as a, as a father of a child who is of trick-or-treating age, I don't want full-size candy bars. <laughs> I want <laughs> not my problem. Fun, fun size, Yeah, and they can be we gone in a week. We just finished Easter candy in our house like a day ago, so I'm fully ready for a year's worth of candy to fall into my lap come Halloween. But I'm, I'm serious, everyone. Like, just fucking do it. Okay, up. man. Chill out. I've we'll never seen we'll Jeff it. like this. <laughs> He's really, this is really it's angry. intense. Yeah. I'm so it's sorry. Action. I'm like Mussolini over here. All right. Uh, We've all said it. Bonus Reco. Oh, uh, this is your third Reco. I, I, I know it is. It's like the fourth. <laughs> um, actually, I recorded this a long time ago. There's a podcast called The Mountain. I, uh, I only listen to The Mountain Goats. The Mountain Goats are a band I really like, uh, and they're just kind of singer-songwriter, guy to guitar, good music, and the podcast dives into it. Um, so that's like my half record, but they, the Mountain Goats Twitter account just posted him improving a song to Breath of the Wild, which is pretty funny because his, his son was playing it, and like if you're a fan of the mountain, fan of the Mountain Goats, like just hearing his voice and his guitar, like just rattle off random shit about zelda it's it's very charming and funny so i love anyway. that yeah check that out and that will do it for this week's episode oh, of sorry. someone should make this before you start that can i say why did you interrupt yeah well like it when are we playing the game right now no oh the, my, we're playing the, very badly the game wilmot's what, what do we call it wilmot's conversation wilmot's mind palace well, like yeah. when I'm a, a fill-in on the episode i get to say whatever the line is either matt's thing or jeff's thing but when I tell four of us, I don't get to say anything. Can I say something? Hey, Dan. 
Yeah. Say mine. I don't give a shit. I no, say it all the time. But I want to say all you can the say mine too. Okay. You, you want to say Danish's say as well? Thing? You just do the whole outro. Yeah. All right, Dan, doing the whole outro. Dan, all by Dan, yourself. Dan. All right. And that will do it from this week's episode of Someone Should Make This. Thanks. You already messed it up. What, is this what no, says read it, the No, you spelled it wrong, <laughs> I'm saying exactly what it says in the sheet. <laughs> right. I, I I'm the reading word. it verbatim. <laughs> uh. All right, I'm going to try again. It was a test. It was a test. You couldn't think on your own. Well, you're like I'm just following the you're instructions. Like Will Ferrell, we don't pay him to think on his own. We pay him to look good I'm and Ron to, to speak good. You're Ron Burgundy. Okay. <laughs> All right. And that will do it for this week's episode of Someone Should Make This. Thanks for listening. Tweet at us at Make This Podcast, and uh, it'd really help us out if you rate us on iTunes. If you have any comments, a game idea of your own, or think one of our ideas already exists, please email us at Someone Should Make This Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Mariachi Entertainment System for letting us use their music for our theme song. You can hear more of their amazing music at MariachiMES.com. Till next week, we've done the hard part. Now, someone, someone should make, should make it. Make it. You won't Thank hear you. any of these claps I'm doing because oh, right. oh yeah no oh, no yeah. It. we had a standing O going on <laughs> our, our Nvidia noise removal was doing too good a job that's okay on. here I'll just do it for you because my video card sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Danish. Now that it's after the episode, you can give us the skinny on that little weird yeah, little finish. kid trying to yeah, play was, uh... games with you. <laughs> All right. As I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were uh, like the, the park that we were at is like a nine hole uh, course. And so he joined us like hole two or something like that. And he kind of st- sticking around and we're like thinking kind of we're like, you know, glancing at each other like. Like, how long is this kid going to be, like, tagging along? And <laughs> Wait, so, so he's following you hole to hole? Yeah, hole to hole. <laughs> Wait, how old is he relative to you? 10, 15 years. Or how about how old is he? We could just... He's 20. Okay. How old is he relative <laughs> well, to his birthday? I, I, I don't know, I don't know like, when, do when this happened. This could have been, Actually, like, I don't know. Ago. Oh, no, no. This was, this was like, three, two, two years ago. This is right before the pandemic. So, so okay. okay, what's 2018 subtracted his right, his birth year? What is, what is that number? He's 20, right? We're going with 20. All right, so, so 98. Cool. All right, cool. <laughs> as I was saying, uh, as I was saying, it has to be a move in that game. Um, For sure. So, okay, he's following <laughs> yeah. us hold the there, hole. There's got to be an interrupt that's just actually. Jeff, you're, actually. you're doing I know, it, I, I know I did it again. I had to get it in before he really got going, though. <laughs> I think I've been going. I've been trying to going. <laughs> what a disaster. Um so he's following us hole to hole and we're we're giving us like glances at each other about like how long is this kid gonna like do this and he's kind of like he he's still got his bike with him and he's like walking it from hole to hole you know so he's gonna walk in next to us and uh and then he like starts weird conversations about like hey guys do you like uh do you like heavy metal music (laughs) And, and we're like yeah yeah sure and Actually, I can't remember the band name, but it's totally that thing from Avengers. Is like, yeah, it's like this really old movie called Star Wars. Like he did that with like, like music, like Metallica or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like this, this really old band called Metallica. And so anyway, he, he, that's kind of the vibe. Like it's, it'd be one thing if he was like a good conversationalist, but he wasn't. Well, here's uh, the but thing. Anyway, 
Yeah. Is it is that the end? Am I cutting you off? No, no, there's more, but keep going. No, go, no, 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 finish. Okay. You gotta finish. You gotta finish. All right, so, you so he keeps going and we're getting to like hole five, hole six, hole seven. He's just still with us. And they were like, all right, well, he's he's in for the long haul. I guess we'll just have to finish the night the finish and hole one is by our cars. It's like by the kind of parking lot area. And so usually like we go back to hole one and then we're done and we leave. And normally we play two rounds of nine, but he doesn't know that. So it's like, okay, we kind of like talk and think, you know, like, okay, it's going to be a very natural breaking point. He'll be stick with us the whole nine holes. After we're done, we'll kind of hang out by our cars, wait for him to leave. And then we'll do the, we'll play it again by ourselves. So we make it to the end and we're like, uh, we're, we're doing the classic thing where we're like, stretching like it's over like oh yeah that was good <laughs> you know it's like get, really yep get late and we're just doing that whole thing and uh we're kind of like talking about it the rest of our day and other things and we're like really trying to hammer it home that we're done playing and this kid won't leave and he's just <laughs> hanging out there uh and we're being nice you know and we're trying not to be assholes about it but we're like you know just giving as many fucking hints as we can um so we're like Okay, and again, all of this conversation between us has been sort of like nonverbal, you know. And so we say we're like thinking subconsciously to each other, like, I guess we'll just have to go again, and maybe he'll, maybe he'll get it then. And so we're like, all right, so uh, do you want to do another round? And there's like oh, tension no. in the air of like, is he gonna join us or not? And then he goes. Hell yeah, man! Let's go. And we're no, like, oh, no. Of course, so, that's what happened. I, I know, I know, I know. We had no option. We, we either had to literally leave and cut our day short. <laughs> we even or, come back and he's still standing there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then he f- keeps following us, and then like, <laughs> now we're like hole two, hole three on our second round. Oh my god! And, and we have to, we're again making eye contact, like someone has to do something. And this is like someone a group. Of, you something. said this is a group of friends you like hadn't met with in a long yes. time. Yeah, it's That's it's college friends I hadn't seen. Yeah, it was a reunion. I mean, you know, I would say we haven't seen them in maybe like two years. It wasn't like uh, ten years, but still, um, we certainly yeah. So uh, finally, one of us makes the move around like hole five of the second round, where is like uh, uh, one of my friends was like, "Hey, you know, I, I hate to do this. It's been really cool hanging out with you and everything, but like." These I last four f- holes are sacred to us. <laughs> yeah. uh, I only on the second we, round. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't seen each other in a long time. And, you know, this is kind of like a thing. And so, like, you mind if we just kind of had some time? And I think he, I, did, I thought he did like a pretty uh, good, gentle, uh, you know, easing down of it. And, and the guy was crushed. Oh, he was like, no. he was like. Oh man, it's like it's like oh okay, all right, no no that's that's cool man, and then like kind of mumbling like walks his bike off and then like he kicks a pile of dirt and <laughs> yeah, and then he's like this is the worst part as he's walking he's like I just I just wanted to learn about disc golf. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, then, you guys didn't teach him anything the whole time. He was waiting for the lesson to start. That was that was Obviously you led him the on the whole time. Uh, and, I thought the and twist we, we, we was, felt so and, sorry, but like we just we felt so bad. Like we were trying to be <laughs> he nice. Said, no, come back, man. No, it was we a joke. No, but but we we did like yell out to him like, 
no man it's not, it's not like that like it was cool man I, I, you know and he's like that makes I, it I, so much no, worse <laughs> yeah he's like, and, like, and he's just like sulked away and like we felt so bad but like we were not being unreasonable and, and that's what we said to each other like we 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 were we were not assholes right like we did what a very generous person would do we we let him play for and we we're like like defending ourselves to ourselves <laughs> because we felt bad i think but, i think part of the problem is like how like what what is the right thing to do in that situation like how, like you have to let him down eventually because yeah. this the situation is like you're just trying to be like when you are with a group of friends you are a specific type of yeah, people. you want right? to be loose. And you are yourselves, and you're, right? And yeah, when somebody yeah, yeah. else enters that group and you don't know that person, and it's kind of like, like that's there's nothing wrong with that, but you're also not being yourselves yeah, until that right. person gets. Well, like as group. and as a nice person, you're like you're like I kind of want to. You feel obligated to sort of include that person. Like you can't just talk amongst yourselves. You got to be like, so what are you into? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it like, throws the dynamic off, and it gets yeah, a little and, yeah, yeah. And the, there the was most... there was some of that, but that was dec- like we would it was a linear direction downward of like less and less inclusion to yeah. try to you know yeah the, the, this is this is the same thing as is when you're in a relationship you need to correctly set expectations for what's going to happen and and the best course of action on this would have been like hey man that's cool you want to learn more about disc golf but like like i haven't seen these guys in you know 14 years and this is kind of the one like you know what well, i mean here, here, and like you couldn't like, know that going in that's the yes that's exactly like that would have been probably fine but i think a normal person would be like not as forward and stick around that long especially round two that was insane this guy over this golf is not a complicated game <laughs> no. you throw the disc into the chain thingy and count how many times it took like there's not a lot more to it but, here's, but here's, here's my here's, question. Here's the real kicker to this whole thing, though. That was Glenn from Color Theory 204. Like, you guys went to school uh, with him. Glenn. And you just forgot about him. And he was there to hang out with all his college oh. friends. And you blew him off because oh, you didn't remember Glenn. him. How do you, hey guy? How do you make friends though? Like seriously, this dude. Let's get. He was too trying to make friends. How the fuck yeah. do you make friends when you're an adult and you don't have friends? It's hard. I will tell you. Uh, Start a podcast, I guess. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> well, it hasn't worked here, yet. Here's the thing. No. Here's the thing. Oh, I have fewer friends oh, now. If that guy <laughs> was our age and interesting, I could have seen us maybe actually being friendly and, yeah, you get, and well, inviting us. Yeah, you get dealt with the round and you're like, you, you want to go grab a drink with us? We're going to go, you know. Right, right. Yeah, I think that could have worked out. I think he was just too young. We had different experiences. He was talking about that very old band, Metallica. And, and like... <laughs> I don't know. He seemed like not the kind of person, even though he's totally nice, just not, it wouldn't have worked out. <laughs> it's this not, just isn't working out between yeah, us. It's not working out. <laughs> we need to so, go our separate ways. <laughs> I, I will say, the it's really funny you say that, because I actually think about that sometimes, about making adult friends. Uh, in fact, they made a whole movie about it, I Love You Man, which is a great movie. It's a um, fantastic movie. But... Uh, I was in line at PAX and PAX is an awesome place just for everyone's there. Everyone's like into the same things. And it's like, I found it pretty easy to talk to strangers at PAX in line and stuff like that. And, uh, someone was talking about, I was overhearing conversation and, uh, I saw, uh, I made some joke. Like I overheard them 
and I saw an opening for what I thought was a funny joke and I made it and <laughs> they thought it was funny and they laughed. And then I, I was like, I backed away, you know? And then like, Oh, just the cool guy who made a joke. Now it's great. Yeah, I was, exactly. I just, I'm not, George forward. I'm not like, Hey, shit. Yeah, yeah. walk away. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, then like, into you know, the mist. <laughs> into the mist. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then like, you know, half hour later, uh, we're walking to the, the, the venue for like whatever, um, panel we were in line for and we end, we end up sitting kind of like somewhat nearby it's like oh hey how's it going you know and then we talk we're just kind of shooting the shit while waiting for the convent the thing to start we're talking about board games and stuff and so and then uh i didn't see them again it was this we kind of introduced each other and stuff like that and i saw them like a year later at pax the next pax i'm like oh hey it's like whatever you know and, I, uh, and so i'm the guy with the joke that, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's joke guy. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's like that was one of the few times where it's like, hey, this is how it's supposed to work. <laughs> what you see someone randomly at a convention, wait a year, and hope to see yeah. them again. That's how you make friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, the best answer I've gotten. That's that's friends. better than all, like I could. If I mean, we don't have enough podcast time, there's not enough tape in the world to record the horrible friend making exercises I put myself through. But, Jeff, um, we got to get you to stop recording these on tape, dude. I know. I walk around all day with a, with a recorder. <laughs> with your little recorder. With a talk boy from home yeah. too. Um, I think, just to be clear, I think my <laughs> PAX analogy uh, can be extrapolated. That's all. Yeah, no, 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 no. And uh, yeah, you go to a g- GameStop. What's a small version of PAX? Uh, uh, post office. Uh, Everyone there has got mail. Oh, don't do bars, though. I, I can tell you the story about the time that I absolutely f- fucked my chances at making friends <laughs> at oh, PAX. God. Oh, um, no. right. real, qu- real quick story. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I went to PAX alone, which was which was a, a, an actual attempt for me to like get outside my comfort zone and go do something mm. that I would never fucking do. And uh, I went to this thing. There's like a dinner that you get, get get tickets to, and I kind of like worked my way into a little group, and like it worked out, and l- that was all going real smoothly. And I was like, "Holy shit, I am capable of doing this!" <laughs> and then one of the people in the group was talking about what everybody does, and one girl goes, "Oh, I work with children," and I said, "I hate children." <laughs> <laughs> and then it was weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That's so good. I was <laughs> trying to make a joke. <laughs> so, Nobody oh, thought it was in, funny. In land. Oh, I, man. I know what the equivalent of of like a micro pax is, and it's a T-shirt. Because right before oh. we started recording this, I was giving a, I was telling a story about me wearing my Cuphead T-shirt and getting into a conversation with the pizza guy like an hour before we started recording. And honestly, I have struck up conversations with more strangers because of video game t-shirts than I ever would have normally. There was one guy in Chicago. I was walking to the train. I had on one of my destiny t-shirts. It was my, um, I think it was my RX t-shirt, which is this red t-shirt. It looks super abstract. So unless you know the game, it's hard to see what it is, but, um, Oh Those no! It was ones. it was one of my. Um, my oh, Jeff! It doesn't matter t-shirts. what t-shirt. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I have so many Destiny t-shirts. Anyway, I'm walking down the street, and I'm at a stoplight, and this guy next to me turns. He's like, "Hey, is that Destiny?" I was like, "Yeah, that is Destiny." He's like, "You play?" He's like, "Yeah, you play." It's like, "Yeah." It's like, "What system are you on?" And we start talking, and we talk the next like three blocks to the train stop. We're going to the same train stop. We're up on the platform, waiting for the train going in the same direction. We're hanging out. We're talking. We get on the train. We exchange numbers and we're like, we should totally hang out or like, you know, do, do something sometime. Do a raid. That's that's the that's the yeah. Phrase. Do. A, <laughs> um, so he gets off his stop and I see him every once in a while 
And so he's like, hey, we should hang out. Uh, never hung out once. Never used that phone number. Um, it's... <laughs> I think there's there's something like toxic masculinity about like calling up another person for like platonic hangout time like, that's just you, weird. Like, yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't there is, be. Weird. There is a it thing. Shouldn't be. There is a thing to that though. You're right. There is some weird thing that well, makes me feel no, awkward. I, well, I agree, except that's what that's what destiny is for. I, I made this joke before about like uh people play games like Destiny where it's like the game is well, I'm gonna say the game is shit, but you just hang around with people. You're because, not totally no, because, uh, the, the game no, because is because you want to hang people. out and like yeah, it's like because men don't call other men on the phone. They they play Destiny like that's you, you online Des- chat. Destiny is the man's phone. <laughs> <laughs> but like I think that's I think that's true. So but that's 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 why it's weird to me that you didn't take him up on it because that's like a very easy. Well, the trick is you do. have to meet them in Destiny and then you just. Right. Here's how it works. You, you do a raid with your your bro. My 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 destiny f- buddy's name is Chase. Um, and w- it's always like, hey, let's do a raid. We got to get four other people. Turns yeah. out two of them are pretty cool. Do the little friend request yeah. thing, and if they accept, you're good. But then you still kind of never talk to each other ever again. Sometimes you do. That is the closest modern equivalent to making friends that I have it's- these days. And and even then, something's gonna happen, and one of those people you thought was cool is gonna say something just wildly inappropriate like one I night, oh, and yeah. then you're gonna have to block them. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? If, I if hate some, kids. If you told somebody what your life so passion good. was, and that other person said, "I hate, I hate that." that. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, so here's here's what I'm gonna say. All of us managed to become friends. That's that's a minor miracle, right? I mean, well, coworkers yeah, all, are easy. All, yeah, coworkers. That's a thing, right? But still, I mean, if, right when now, when you're forced into rooms together, I can make friends. Yeah. But but think about it this way: High none of us are, are are actively working with each other. I mean, because of the pandemic, you two, even though you're at the same company, you're not working with each other. You know what I mean? You're not in the same space. We're we're all spread out, and it works somehow. Well, the podcast. The podcast. Yeah, we have a we have an event, a weekly event that forces us to. But but we touch. but we made it ourselves. You yeah, know, like like yeah. um. There's like the, a threshold you know, of like, once you're over that line, it's it's easier. Right. So you know, I I play sports every weekend, and so we get together with a lot of Mindy's friends, and like that's one of the main times we see most of them. And yeah, and all uh, war gaming, you know, like yeah, or video, you know, board game nights or whatever at a local board game store. Yeah. That that has been this week's episode of Somebody Should Be My Friend. Someone uh, befriend a weekly me. podcast. A weekly podcast on how to Someone make friends. Someone should befriend that. Uh, next week we will discuss religion, uh, <laughs> and then, and then follow. Oh, could we? Could we? <laughs> Church is actually a pretty good place to make friends. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's a, where a good place to make make cool friends with shared interests is? The Someone Should Make This subreddit. Hey. Uh, hey! We had a post in today. It linked to another subreddit. It was super cool. First cross post, baby. I don't Ooh. think it was actually. It was in a. It was Bye, a link everyone. To an, and then just like that, we're gonna peter out. 